It's episode 109 of the Improv London podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Moses, and this week's guest is Tom Young. Hooray! Yay! It's still weird for me that the uh, theme tune doesn't happen automatically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid uh, you're seeing behind the scenes. Yeah, some of the magic happens in the room, and some of it is added afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> I did enjoy Chris's uh, live. That's improv a few weeks back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, do check out Chris Mead's episode, uh, and uh, in fact, in a way. Isn't every episode Chris Mead's episode? Because <laughs> Chris Mead has been on this podcast more often yeah. than I have. His viewing figures are through the roof. <laughs> uh, how are you? I'm very well. I'm warm. Yes. <laughs> As we record this in the middle of Britain's heatwave. Yes. And for those listening in the future, we can remember how warm we were. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's going to do well with this podcast. Every time you and I meet up, last time, in the middle of October, I was wearing just a t-shirt and we sat in a park in Birmingham. Today, <laughs> we're sat in a hot office in central London. <laughs> Our timing to the weather is extraordinary, Stu. Yeah, I'm afraid I'm only, uh, you know, willing to meet you in the extremes of weather. <laughs> yeah, so, uh... I look forward to the Alaska Improv Festival edition that we do. Tell me what you've been up to since I last saw you. I've been keeping very busy. I've uh, run a new... When did we last see each other? April at the British Improv Project. That's right, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, so I've run a new beginner's course since then. Uh, picked up, I think, 12 new members in my regular drop-in as a result of it. Brilliant. Um, who were all very good, and I'm having an interesting struggle of trying to work out whether that's because they're good or I'm a better teacher than I have been previously. 50-50. Yeah, 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 okay, that's probably the odds on that. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, we've done that. I'm working on another big thing that I can't talk about yet, but I'll come back when that, <laughs> when that right, happens. Okay. <laughs> um, and we're gearing up for another British Improv project, but that's always difficult at this time of year because everybody's away and the last thing they want to think about is a <laughs> retreat in November. So for those that don't know about the British Improv mm. project, apart from the fact it takes place in November, yep. tell me about it. Uh, the British Improv Project is an improv retreat weekend uh, that we have for the last two run in Melton Mowbray. Um, but we have improvisers from around the country and all over the world, Stu. Uh, <laughs> by which I mean one guy from New York and one guy from Berlin. Um, that counts. Yeah, ticks a box, it's fine. Uh, I think we get a grant. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so the, the last couple of events has been somewhere between 50 and 60 improvisers in a hotel in Melton Mowbray, uh, spending two, uh, two and a half days doing um, various improv workshops and shows and discussion and networking and an awful lot of drinking. <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> I can confirm that it is good. Oh yes, you came to the last one. Yeah, well, That was just me yesing, I had an and there, I do apologise. <laughs> Yes, and uh, I would encourage people to come along. I, one of the things I found particularly interesting was that I met a lot of people uh, that I hadn't met before. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting to see what was happening uh, in the world of improv outside London. Yeah, it's, um, it's quite Midland-centric. Um, not hugely. It's becoming, it's becoming more and more expensive. There's a group from Totnes and a group from Sheffield and... Uh, Lancaster, I believe, coming to the next one, and Cheltenham are big. 
Um, but yes, yeah, certainly it's it's London light. <laughs> yes, not yes. by not by design. Please come if you're from London. <laughs> I think the two the two people from London, uh, myself and Tom Hodge, neither mm. of us live in London. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, and Rachel Thorne, who used to be London, yes. <laughs> now in Sheffield, it's like we can only have Londoners provided they're willing to move out of London <laughs> first. Apparently. So if someone came along. Uh, what sort of things can they expect on the weekend? Uh, well, we start um, with, uh, there's an introductory kind of level of workshop on the Friday night, so there'll be, uh, there's, there's usually four different workshops happening at once, that varies dependent on numbers, uh, but there's usually a beginner's thing, uh, there's a level one, a level two, a level three and a level four, and each one is something just to get you eased into the weekend, basically. Um, so that's Friday night, followed by uh, a triple jam, uh, so the last one we had a short form jam, a long form jam, and a musical montage jam. Uh, I think the short form jam is getting replaced with something else this next time. Uh, there's there's ongoing discussions between Jeff and I as to what it's going to be. Uh, we somebody said in the feedback that they'd like a um, comedy sports style versus teams kind of a thing oh, as, as one option. That's interesting. I, I also thought... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, I slightly <laughs> screwed up my face there, I realised. I don't think I fancy that. Yeah, I'm fine. No, I, I'm not even sure how I'd make it happen. Um, uh, and I was also thinking about maybe doing like a teacher jam, so there'd be anybody who wants to play with a teacher, they can say which teacher they want to play with and what they want to do, and then we'll put, we'll put it in. But... Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Why? <laughs> Genuinely. Because well, because sometimes you go you go to a jam and you go, oh, I really hope I get to play with this person. Oh right. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't because <laughs> 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 it's random and uh, they don't. It doesn't come out the way you want it to. So I thought it might be nice to have something where you would be guaranteed a quality scene partner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the many disappointments mm. of the jam is not getting to play with the person that you wanted to play with yeah. people that you wanted to play with. Yeah. That's uh, an interesting idea. So uh, yeah, I thought that might that might work, but there's still what, four months for me to actually make a decision. <laughs> and it's improvised; I could change it on the night as well. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Um, so that's Friday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Saturday, there's uh, another three uh, workshop options. Um, so there's two in two workshops in the morning, then lunch, then another one after lunch. Uh, then there's some free time, which is usually when people nap because. They drank too much the night before, and it's caught up with them now. Or in my case, record a couple of episodes of the Improv London podcast. Indeed. Um, <laughs> we're basically just like some weird agent for you now, where you just bring improvisers to one convenient location, and you go, oh, I'll record these people. Um, uh, we then had a group discussion after free time, where we talk about whatever issues uh, we feel uh, need discussing. I think the subject for the next one is going to be what makes a good teacher. And that may run hand in hand with what makes a good student. That's really interesting. Um, um, I find that high idea of having a sort of a, an improv debate mm. a really interesting one. Yeah. Um, and what makes a good teacher is something that I'm really fascinated by. So mm. uh, I really look forward to hearing what people have to say about that. Yeah. And I'm hoping that'll be a slightly lighter subject than some of the recent ones. We've <laughs> <laughs> got quite heavy the group discussions in the last uh, last three events or so. Um, uh, and then there's dinner, and then we have a great big, massive jam in the in the Saturday evening, uh, where everybody's name goes in a box, and that one is completely random. That is, you get offered a game or a scene, and that's pretty much the extent to which uh, the extent to which there's any variation in it. And then Sunday there's another two workshops, and then lunch, and everybody goes home. <laughs> 
brilliant. <laughs> well, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is because I know because I've done it. Yeah. I'm, I'm employing a device here where I'm, you know, pretending, pretending not to yeah, know. Yeah. But I have. If been... you want, if you want to listen to Stu talk about it as though he's not been, listen to episode seventy-nine when I pitched it last time <laughs> <laughs> before Stu had come. And that was that was when I was convinced to uh, come along. So uh, you only have to appear on. <laughs> as many podcasts <laughs> just get every host persuade every host one by one barely barely 40 episodes of this podcast between my appearances <laughs> and I'm already back plugging it again um, <laughs> there'll be people all over the Midlands going again um, <laughs> while in London everybody going who <laughs> I know my demographic um Yes, because you did the uh, you did my musical workshop at the last one, didn't you? Yes, and I have I think I've spoken about this on the podcast before, but never let it be said I'm afraid to repeat myself. And <laughs> the way I justify it to myself is that uh, I don't expect everybody to listen to every podcast. But yes, the uh, the short form musical game of the Cell Block Tango from Chicago is officially my new favourite. <laughs> Probably my new favourite thing in improv, actually. Yeah, yeah. It, it is a lot of fun. Well, you you did a thing that I'd never seen done before as well, which made me laugh <laughs> so much. Wait, there's a there's a degree there's a degree of which you have to you know play the character and milk it as you as you get up to deliver your monologue about how you killed someone. And Stu got up and just... I milked it hard. Milked it hard. Didn't say anything. You're just giving great face to the audience. And I just, it was because from the back, went, I dare to sit down and not say anything. And he did. <laughs> Laugh my head off. Yes, if you ever get a chance to do uh, to do that, that was uh, yes, that's very my yeah my favorite probably my favorite thing in improv. Yeah. So uh, it's tricky tricky to do at any given time because you need four <laughs> other people who've done it and a pianist who knows how to play it. It's oh. it's very very rare that the stars are right. <laughs> yeah, uh, but when they are, yeah, uh, it's a rare treat. It's, it's a, a rare treat. Rare treat. Yes. <laughs> uh, would you like to plug something else? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I've come all this way. I might as well. Um, yeah, uh, so the Stone Faces, uh, we've been running just over five years. We had our fifth birthday in April. Um, and we did one show for about four years. And then we've done two shows for a year. And now we're bringing in a third show into our regular Leicester roster. Right. Um, which is going to be called The Same Faces, Different Voices. Uh, where we are having uh, guest groups come and headline. Ah. Um, the idea of it was that we, because our, as I said before, my, my workshop program is expanding uh, to the point where I've got a lot of players and at the moment not enough performance slots to put them in. So I needed something else as a way to get people on stage. So Different Voices is going to run where the first hour will be a version of the same faces that is not at our other two shows. So it won't be the same short form team and it won't be the same Armando team. Um, it may be, for example, our all-female short-form team, which I'm currently in the process of forming. Um, <laughs> name pending. <laughs> it's a, all of our spin-offs are going to be something, some version of the something faces. Right. Uh, and we're struggling. The lady faces. Well, lady faces was the first one I thought of, but quite rightly, everybody has gone. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, the, the, the girls themselves want to call it the resting bitch faces, but my. <laughs> My problem with that is nobody's going to think that I didn't come up with that. And I don't want to be in the position where it looks like I've named the group the Resting Bitch Faces. That is very funny. It is very funny. and That is a reason to do it. 
There's there's one tick in the plus and one tick in the minus so far, I think. I am slightly concerned about it from a marketing yeah, point of view. Yeah, me too, yeah. Um, I thought the made-up faces was quite clever. Ah, uh, yes. Um, statistically more likely to wear makeup than, than any uh, male-heavy version of the two. And, of course, they make... They, the things they do on stage are made up. Indeed, yeah. Makeup. Yes. Uh, in my head, that was a lot better explanation. It was. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not here to solve your problems. No, no, no. We'll, we'll work on it. I've got time. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that'll be one version. We're also working on Harold's, but that's got a lot of moving pieces. So well, I don't think that's going to be ready by the time it starts in September. Um, I've been teaching montages to my uh, new group. Um, so that might happen. Um We've got some ideas for narrative shows. There's a lot, there's a lot of balls in the air and yeah. only me doing things and therefore it'll be chaos. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll get there. Um, so we're having groups come up because basically basically, the same faces are Leicester's improv scene. The same in Northampton, really. There is there is no other group about us. Um, and therefore the, the improv scene is quite narrow. So I, what I wanted to do is I wanted to start expanding the types of group that people are aware of. So while we will predominantly be going for more comedy-heavy improv groups, certainly to start with, while I build up the um, uh, awareness of the genre. Um, so we start. the first group are going to be the committee. They're headlining our September show. Uh, Musical are doing October. Uh, Rhymes Against Humanity aren't confirmed yet, but they're, they're my waiting for confirmation for November. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so we've got uh, those sort of different shows. So they're all shows that do something different to what the same faces do. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's my main thing. So they'll do the second half. They'll do 45 minutes to an hour in the second half. Uh, we'll have done something in the first half. And hopefully everybody will love it and everybody will think we're wonderful. So <laughs> I'm sure that that will be the conclusion. Yeah. It's also a good opportunity just to bring groups up from London and uh, other parts of the country that people in the Midlands don't usually see so I'm hoping other improvisers from across the Midlands will come over to watch the shows um, some of them certainly musical I can't remember whether the committee have agreed to or not uh, they're going to do we're going to have a workshop day with them the following day Lovely. so yeah, just yeah. to because again it's stuff that I don't do with the same faces I'm in no position to teach it so we'll get them to do it while they're here yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah that'll be nice it's going to be a, a nice way of um, expanding our uh, output yes Brilliant. Yep, so that's, that's happening. Uh, what <laughs> so September 21st, do come and uh, <laughs> do come up to Leicester and see it. It'll be at Brewdog. Um, it's going to be delightful. Uh, Uncle Armando starts back up, although we're moving that to a new night because we've been on Mondays and we're moving to Wednesdays. Why are you moving from Mondays to Wednesdays? Ticket sales. <laughs> <laughs> Monday, not a night for going out. No, as it turns out. No, no um, fair enough. Yeah, we, we've, um, I think I talked about this last time I was on, because we have a stand-up comedian come and do our monologues. Um, so we pay them a fee to come up, and oh boy, is that gig struggling to break even <laughs> oh, based no. on that. So we've uh, it started on Monday because that was the night one of the uh, founders could... He wasn't working Mondays, basically, yeah. so he could do it. But now he's left that job and he's somewhere else. We've suddenly got more days of the week available to us. So uh, Wednesday is apparently the venue's big ticket night. So we went, oh, we'll have that. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, that's going to be the second Wednesday of the month. Uh, our short form show continues uh, the first Saturday of the month in Leicester and the last Saturday of the month in Northampton. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much everything that's keeping me rushed off my feet at the moment. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. 
I feel I should ask you mm. about Smackdown. Yeah. What's Smackdown? Smackdown is a show I inherited um, from, uh, well, they were Foghorn Improv at the time. They're Foghorn Unscripted now. Uh, Kit Murdoch, yes. uh, who you've had on, I believe. She used to, to run it, but um, when they decided they weren't going to do short form anymore, uh, sorry, I should explain what the show is while I, before I start <laughs> talking about it. Uh, it's basically a, um, it's an improv show masquerading as a wrestling show, uh, or vice versa, <laughs> I'm not sure which. So we basically have eight of the best improvisers from around the country. Uh, they come and face off against each other. They're scored by the audience. They they get to pick one game that they're in. When they get to, uh, they also get to pick one game that they're not in, uh-huh. <laughs> which is sometimes the more popular option. <laughs> I really don't want to do hoedown. No problem. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So they come. They come. We get people from different um, different parts of the country. We try and get four men and four women each time. Uh, previous champions include uh, Thomas Lawrence, who's one of the same faces. He won the first one since when I took it over. Uh, Will Name was the second champion. Charlie Gascoigne's the most recent one. Um, many of these people you've had on the podcast. Isn't I have, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they've uh, they then get invited. The champion gets invited back to defend their title the following year, um, and uh, we do it in the Leicester Comedy Festival each year. So it, it's usually on the last night of the festival. So it's a nice um, a nice end point. The last two have sold out, so that's been pleasing. Um, yeah, so we took it. We adopted it from um, from Foghorn because they they had run it um, for a few years, and uh, they were switching to just long form, and they weren't going to do short form anymore. And so they were saying, "Well, we'll we'll stop doing SmackDown." And I went, "Well, hang on, it's <laughs> quite a good format. Do you can do you mind if I carry it on?" And they went, "Oh yeah, no, be our guest." Right. Um, so I've run I've run the last three. Uh, I don't know how many years Foghorn did it before that. Um, but it's been a lot of fun, and it's nice. It's been a nice way of meeting other improvisers because I pretty much just put a call out in the UK Improv Network group on Facebook saying, "Who wants to come and compete? Could you be one of the eight best improvisers in the country?" <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so it's it's been a lot of fun, and we've met people who've then come and played with us at other times and um, uh, expanded my uh, expanded my ever ongoing quest to uh, unify the improv. Uh, the UK improv scene into one big happy family. I think that's a really good goal. Yeah, I think it's because there's so so many. Because again, it can be quite London centric to a certain degree, where you see, you see posts and it's all stuff going on in London. And I would I always think, well, if I was up in Newcastle or wherever, I'd be going. Oh, I'm not very likely to get to any of that. So I'd like to try and put things in the middle of the country that people can come and take part in. Yeah, and I think I think what unites us is far greater than what uh, divides us. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, I found that when I came up to uh, Melton Mowbray for the British Improv Project, is that, you know, there were a couple of people I met before, but the majority I hadn't. But there was a sort of a shared understanding of how to operate, even if, you know, some of us love short form and Mm -hmm. others love long form. It's all the same thing, really. It's all just making stuff up. The basic rules are the same. Yeah. (laughs) We've all all got tattoos with yes and on them. (laughs) (laughs) I do not have that tattoo, by the no, way. I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> have that tattoo either. Somebody I know does, and I can't remember who it is, but anyway. I was thinking really what would be quite good is to get that tattooed, but in Braille. So it wasn't quite as overt. In Braille? <laughs> no, yeah, so just to, like the dots, so you know what it's at. You'd not be able to run your hand over it and go, oh, that clearly says yes, hand. <laughs> but just as a more subtle... 
I'd prefer it as a sort of a talking book, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> because they talk about accessibility. Yeah. Not, not everyone I, can read, I, not I, everyone I, can I, listen to a talking yeah. book. I, I'm fascinated that you want tattoos in audio book form. That's a nice <laughs> idea. I just want someone behind me going, yes, I am. <laughs> Well, so somebody walking behind you going he loves his mum <laughs> <laughs> no what I really want what I really want um, is somebody just saying you're doing really well Stuart <laughs> everything is going to work if out if it helps fine. I can record that on your phone it could be your message alert <laughs> I just play it when I'm feeling sad yeah. oh it's Tom I wonder if he's got a message for me <laughs> you're doing really well Stu everybody likes you I don't know why I said it like Marley's Ghost. Well, that's, it's, yeah. uh, so the first first improv show I ever did, um, I had a really, uh, uh, I thought, I'm handling this fine, I'm handling the nurse fine, this is all entirely fine. And I had a really bad, uh, sort of, really bad headache on my uh, right temple mm. all day at work. And because I thought, oh, I'm handling it fine, but obviously all the stress had gone to this part of my head. Um, and I just listened to guided meditations all day while I was at work. And having someone in a calm, soothing voice telling you that everything's going to be all right. <laughs> uh, you're doing really well, Stuart. I, I have very specific uh, uh, guided meditations that I listen to. Um, <laughs> Tailored for you. Yeah, I mean, it's, it takes a long time for them to do with the meditation with yeah. all the names, but it's worth it. It's not like uh, those automated messages where it's, uh, it's like... <laughs> You're doing very well, Stuart. Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what it's like when I record my name over it. Yeah. Um, yes, so I would like that. Just if people want to come up behind me. I don't know. Cool. You want to be careful with that. Yeah. There's a lot of improvisers listening who will come up behind, behind you at shows. Just, just, just say something reassuring. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we could give that a try. Yeah. As the one thing we know about improvisers is they do enjoy a game of the scene. So yes. if you present them with one that obvious... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Come up and say nice things to me. I'm, yeah. I'm happy to put yeah, that yeah, message yeah. out there. If people yeah. want to do that and make it a game, yeah, I'm on, I'm on an excellent heightening exercise. See how yeah. elaborate you can make your encouragement to Stu. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, yeah. Uh, I uh, yes, <laughs> I'm on board for that at the moment. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just talk to me three months into it, and we'll see how you're doing. I'm just really positive. Yeah. Uh, what is the best or worst note that you've ever? been given and did you take it i mean i i always enjoy jules man's uh when we act we act with loose assholes (laughs) 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 i I never tire of i genuinely think about that about once a month Uh, (laughs) just because i enjoy the voice i think as much as anything but uh, yeah but um yeah, I don't get. Uh, I very rarely get any notes these days because I'm mainly the person teaching. Right, so it's, yeah, yeah. it's only really at the at British Improv Project weekends where suddenly I'm at other people's mercy and I'm going, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, it's feedback's good. Yeah. So when you're teaching, what's the mo- most common note that you give people? Um, at the moment, especially with the beginners I've been teaching, it's been um, make your scene about the relationship, not the thing. Ah, yeah, yeah. Um, because we, we get a lot of scenes and your word is pineapple what's this pineapple doing here? <laughs> no <laughs> aside from the fact you've started with a question <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah so you've got to try and 
trade people to make it about the relationship. So yes, that's been that's been my re refrain line certainly in the last three months. I think. Um, trying to think if there's any others that I say on a regular basis. There definitely is, but right now any of members of my workshops are listening to this shouting at their <laughs> shouting at their podcast feed <laughs> and going Tom you always say that oh yes I do that's right uh, well please do tweet uh, at Improv London and uh, I'll retweet them and uh, that will be a lovely lovely thing yeah um, and are you able to watch improv or comedy in general because I know you also do stand up mm. are you able to switch off the part of your brain that analyses what's been done and enjoy it or do you enjoy it by analysing it and breaking it down um, I mean both is a short answer to that I mean it, stand up is, a, is an odd one because I can generally assuming somebody is following the rules I can usually guess the end of the joke before they get there, yeah, <laughs> before yeah. they get there, I go okay. I see where you're going because it's all it's the same sort of moves each time. So you get to a point as a stand-up where you know how a joke is constructed. Um, with improv, I find myself an increasingly difficult audience member, <laughs> and I, I, I try and be I try and be supportive, and I will force myself to laugh out loud. But there is a lot of mm, yes, yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, I went to see um, Box of Frogs on uh, Sunday night in Birmingham. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, aside from the fact they did my least favourite improv game of all time. What's your favourite least improv game <laughs> of all time? <laughs> I mean, you literally just had to repeat that and you still meddled all the words. Yeah. <laughs> well, because my thought was, is it Storyteller Die? No, it's not Storyteller Die. Oh, it's, because... Uh, no, Chicken Chicken Die is... Yes, uh, yeah. we should explain what Chicken Chicken Die is. Cause... Chicken Chicken Die came out of a British Improv Project workshop on uh, creating a short-form game, which basically was just take an existing short-form game and change it into something else. Um, where you basically have to perform Story Story Die, but everybody is a chicken. Uh, so you, and throughout it, you have to be going and all sorts of chickeny noises, and you know, standing like a chicken with your arms uh, in the uh, chicken position. Chicken position. Yeah, there's no other way of saying that, I suppose. Um, and the advantage is that the uh, over Story Story Die is that obviously you have to wait for somebody to make a mistake. In Chicken Chicken Die, you can kill them for any reason at all at any given time by shouting KFC at them, and then they have to die in an extremely elaborate chickeny way. I mean, that is my. I think that's my least favorite short form game. But that version, okay, brings I'm, it to life. That, that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's all right. Um, no, my least favorite is uh, here comes Charlie. Here comes Charlie. Yeah. Um, so you have two players on stage. Uh, the way Box of Frogs did it, they had um, people write characteristics on pieces of paper beforehand, um, and you get the two people on stage are reading these things out, describing Charlie. Right. So you go, oh, you know Charlie, he's got that limp and, a, and he always winks after every sentence or whatever it is. And yeah, so yeah. it's basically just a pimping exercise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Charlie comes on. Yeah, so yeah. the third player comes on as Charlie. But my, I, I hate it, A, for the pimping element of it, because that's all it is. It's yeah, not like yeah, yeah. you ever get into anything meaningful with it afterwards. And the other reason I hate it is because you can only ever meet expectations. Right. The, yes. the, the best you can hope for 
is to do what you've said. <laughs> you can go, here's, here's five quirks about Charlie. Charlie comes on and he does them and the game ends. <laughs> it's, there's nowhere to go beyond those handful of uh, characteristics. So yeah, that's my that's my least favourite improv game. They did it as well as you could hope to do it. I, I'm not criticising Box of Frogs, I'm just specifically criticising that game. Um, but uh, yeah, I did, I did uh, other points through the show find myself going... Oh, I should probably have laughed there. <laughs> <laughs> Mental note. Yeah. Should have laughed there. Yeah. I, uh, I do seem to be... I mean, I, I, maybe my less, the less supportive part of me, maybe it's the stand-up part of my brain, uh, finds it funny when things go wrong. <laughs> well, yes. But, I mean, I like to think that's not laughing at other people's misfortune. But no, 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 no. It's the surprise and it's like, okay, this genuinely is improvised yeah. because that's Yeah. It's 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 the it's the human moment in the yeah. otherwise polished performance. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, so as it by way of an example, in their last game they did a charity single. Uh, or charity Is it charity single the name of that game? Yeah. 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 Um and uh they asked for a profession and I managed to get in first with Lepidopterist. Ah. And then watched John Trevor very skillfully explain what a lepidopterist was for the benefit of the players. <laughs> I was like, oh, fair play. Uh, yeah, so I find that funny. When, when, you, when you can tell that he know, when somebody knows that their players are not going to know <laughs> what the thing was that you've just said, I all find it very funny to watch it be explained to them. Uh, like, I think Ostentatious did... Um, uh, they did a DVD recording for, with uh, Go Faster Go Stripe, yeah, yeah. and I think the show they did is called Innocence and Indolence or something like that. Ah. And you can tell half of the cast have just gone, and what's indolence? <laughs> <laughs> and it literally the first line of the st- of the thing when it starts is somebody basically giving a definition. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is that is a lovely thing. Yeah. Uh, my least favourite improv game after Storyteller Die is that one where you go something like 38 somethings walk into a bar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How does that go? Uh, so I've seen various groups do yeah. different versions of it. So the version we've done is 188 somethings walk into a bar. Yes. Uh, and you have to do some pun based on whatever the object is. Yeah, I can't do um, that. I've, I also just was in Florida and I saw a group there do it as just 99. I was like, you see, you guys aren't trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, that's right. Oh, it's, it's something like, well, I have 188 dentists walk into a bar and they... See, I'm just illustrating the fact that I can't do it. I can't think about anything about dentists. They said, give me a beer and don't be a pain. Hundred dentists walk into a bar and the first one goes up to the bar and says, can I get a round of that pink drink, please? Oh. Some, some version, some terrible, terrible joke that references things dentists do. That's basically the trick of it. It's, it's, it's the same principle as sex with me is like, or right. world's worst, or... Yeah, and I can do none of yeah, those things, because yeah, yeah. I can't think of anything it, to do with dentists. Yeah, it's a, it's, a completely different, it's a completely different skill to improv, uh, but it's one the same faces do in two different forms. So we have, a, we have a, an advert version where you get a list of adverts and then you basically do one-liner adverts to sell them. Uh, and then we also have uh, Scenes You'd Like to See, which I think I talked about last time I was on, uh, which is basically Scenes from a Hat, where but we've got some structures that we can follow so that... Uh, we've got some control over how it's going to work, and it's quality threshold more than anything. Um, 
but yeah, it's a, it's a different mindset. The way I do it is I sort of, in my mind, do a spider diagram of everything I can think of related to the subject. Right. And then look for... Uh, there's a second spider diagram running. So you, you for uh, 188 things, you'd have all things about dentistry, all things about bars, and then where do those pieces click together? Whoa. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm faster than that now. Yeah, now, yeah. now I can pretty much just go that and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but when I when I first when I teach people how to do it, that's pretty much what I say: is you want to be doing those two spider diagrams in your head, and then see what fits together into one into, into one joke. God. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, you hate mind melts. Oh yeah, I really hate <laughs> mind melts. Which we talked about last time. Really, really hate hate mind. There are a lot of things I love. I should yeah. talk about more things I love, but yeah. I hate mind melts. To be fair, I'm pretty good at them mm. because I find that's the quickest way to get it over with and yeah. onto something yeah. else. Um, Yes, anyway. <laughs> I don't know, sometimes when you do too much or something. Yeah, I discovered that uh, uh, when we last spoke, where we talked about my maths, and then we were, I went to the British Improv Project in November, where we had a Harold um, practice session on the Sunday morning, and we did a mind meld, and John Trevor led it, and I, he did mind melds completely differently to how I do them, and I've realised that I think I found an easier way. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, well, that's different what, then. What's your way of doing mind so melds? So, we look for a word that connects the two words yes but more um more more obviously perhaps than some groups do i think some groups try and say a word that sounds like halfway between the two words or something oh, that's weird yeah don't do that um, and wrong. also and also they it tends to be a bit faster whereas we take half a second to think about what uh, you're going to say right okay. um, and also there's a degree to which once somebody has shouted one and stepped in you go okay what are they going to have said <laughs> yes Rather than just say whatever blindly you thought you were going to say. Because I, I look at the players who I've played with for a long time now and go, you're not going to say the thing I thought of. <laughs> so. I, think, I think that, that um, the refinement that you've got there of knowing the person you're doing the mind meld with enough yeah. to know how their mind works yeah. is actually something that I've not really thought about I think, before. I think that is actually the point, though. The right. whole point of a mind yeah, meld yeah, yeah. is to build group mind. Yes. And so to start to understand how the members of your group think. Yes. And I don't think it does that. Okay. I think there are better ways oh, yeah. of sitting in the pub with a pint. Is well, yes. Frankly, a better yes. way. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'm very big on you need the social aspect yes. for your group as well as just turning up and rehearsing. You Definitely. need to. You need to actually, you know like each other yes uh, it's tremendously yeah, yeah. helpful um, and when you know somebody in real life yeah. you can then pull in things that you know that they're passionate about yeah. or you know just and also also you just get a better sense of their general knowledge yes and like so for our Armando show which will rely on people getting an idea quickly I can usually look down the line of the other seven players and go I'm going to need you because you're going to understand what I'm going for and <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we literally do a three-hour workshop and then we'll stay in the pub for an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like you'd think you'd have had enough of each other by that point, but no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I'm not good in. I don't have enough brain power to a have an idea and then b know who will be good at that idea. I just yeah. I find that. Do you play with? How often do you play with the same group of people f from that perspective, though? Because I mean, I, the same faces are pretty much. We are the group, yeah, and we're all, and we're together a lot, and we don't play with other improv. We do play with other improvisers, but we don't play with constantly changing lineups or whatever. 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, when I do Doctor Two Prof with Bryn, mm. it, it's always Bryn, so I know I have to choose him because yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a duo, yeah. so that yeah, makes yeah. it a bit easier. Yeah, yeah takes the pressure off. Mm. <laughs> Plus you go, will he know about Doctor Who? <laughs> well, I hope so, because <laughs> we're doing Doctor Two Prof. <laughs> um, no, my favourite thing is to um, put... Uh, Bryn's warned me from doing too many deep cuts because he feels it'll alienate people. Yeah. Uh, much as uh, it was, much as when I wanted to call the group Sidrat Stories, <laughs> uh, he did feel that a reference to the War Games yeah. uh, would be a little bit niche. It's going back a good few years. Going back a few 47, years. Forty-seven. <laughs> <Something like that. laughs> the um, uh, yeah, we used to do one of our structures for things we'd like to see used to be. Uh, lines you wouldn't hear from, uh, or l- deleted scenes from a TV show. Yeah, yeah. And I had to get rid of it in the end because one of the things I was finding was there just weren't enough TV shows that everybody knows. Oh, so we did. Yeah. We did. We had one gig where it was deleted scenes from The West Wing, and the five of us on stage were dropping some truly excellent West Wing references. <laughs> and the audience, and except for the one bloke who'd said The West Wing, the audience were going, "What's this now?" Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, so we literally, I literally stopped the game and went, "Yeah, none of you have watched the West Wing, have you?" Uh, yeah. So sometimes it's it's tricky that with the with deep cuts where you go, you need everybody to be on the same level. If you went and played like Gallifrey One convention in, in America, you can say what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's very much, uh, very much. Uh... Well, I, I, but then I would be worried that I don't know enough. Yeah, that's that's my fear about doing conventions or whatever. Is I go, oh god. Because I did a stand-up show. My second stand-up show was all about nerdy stuff. And somebody was trying to pitch me or going to do it at a convention. And I went, yeah, but they'll all know more than I do. <laughs> and it's, sometimes it's hard to recall. Yeah. Uh, especially when you're improvising and you're on stage. You know, off stage, I might easily remember, you yeah. know, Braveheart, Tegan and uh, whatever. But, um, you know, yeah. I might, I might, you know, when you're on stage, it's, <laughs> it's there. But, you know, sometimes it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I find that's true for life. <laughs> sometimes it's there, sometimes, sometimes it's it not. isn't. Right, so last time you were on, we didn't get to ask these questions, so no, this no. time I will ask them. Yeah. What can, if somebody steps on stage of you, what can they do to delight you? Um, so, I think the answer to this is that they can top me. So, if you, if I've come out with a killer line, if you can top it, I will be thrilled. I can't. I, yeah. <laughs> Just like saying, I can't. Well, you say that, but sitting down in the cell block tango would have would have done it fine. Um, that's my one move. Yeah, yeah. That's a really specific. That's yeah. my signature yeah, move. Yeah, you can probably and do it once. That's you can probably move. do it once. It's uh, really specific just for that game. Yeah. Um, but no, I my my mindset is I want the funniest thing said, and I don't care if it's me. I, I'm happy for somebody else to have said it. So as long as long as somebody says it, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. So I mean, we uh, Hannah, who's one of the new members of my Leicester workshop, um, we were we created these random characters. I think they were called Stephen Deirdre. <laughs> can never. She was definitely Deirdre. I can never remember what people call me. Uh, I think it might have been Philip. Um, but we were be, we were being an old married couple. But in about 2060. Right. So all of our argument references were based around video games. (laughs) (laughs) 
So it was, it was becoming like, Deirdre, you'll remind me of Mario Kart. You know, I, I, everywhere I go, I feel like you could throw a turtle at me at any moment. <laughs> it's just really stupid. But it was going, we were, this was what, not even on stage or anything. This was whilst we were having a curry last week. <laughs> and we were just going backwards and forwards, trying to top each other on absurd video game references. And we got more and more... Well, got more and more crude, bafflingly. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Just as just as the pair of us both committed to character, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> fork in hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Deirdre, <laughs> you remind me of Space Invaders. <laughs> in that, any engagement with you. While fun to start with is ultimately futile and will see me defeated. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I think it was actually. Um, I think it was, might have been when we got to our cruder point. And I think it might have been. It's been so long since you've invaded my space, or something. <laughs> something not intellectual. <laughs> yes, and it's really awkward. I don't think that's going to catch up. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And. <laughs> yeah. Note to the improv community. Yes, and not going to catch on. Well, yes. Yes, and well, I mean, yes, it works in the improv community, but I don't think it works as a bridging phrase no, on a podcast. No, no. Emily, Emily Brady's not going to use this on the improv treehouse. Yeah, it's not going to become a catchphrase that if you do a live one, the audience are going to shout yeah. in between. Yes, and yeah. Yeah, he said it. He said the thing. He said yes, and. Yes. Wouldn't that be amazing if improv got so big in this country <laughs> that people were willing to just cheer for any time somebody yes anded something? <laughs> They don't say the phrase. Yeah, don't it's even just say the act it. Just like, oh yes, yes and yeah, yeah. 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 took what they said, and then he added something. Whoa. Yeah, that day will never come. Yeah, maybe it will. Maybe it will. Yeah. What is your improv superpower? Right. Uh, I've renamed this question, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Tom gave me a much quicker way of asking it. But to be honest, the old way of asking it is only that long because I'm giving people more time to think. Now I'm having to do this bit to give him time to think. <laughs> no, I, I know the answer. He doesn't yeah. even need it. I'm just yeah. milking my pie Um now. I have two. Um, I'm very good at connections. So it tend to, I tend to be... Uh, I, don't, I haven't done an awful lot of narrative long form, but I imagine when I get into it, I will be useful from this perspective. In I remember... All the plot strands, brilliant. Uh, the, the things that are going on, and then I just go and tie that together. Yeah. Um, so I'm good at doing that, which is also useful from a uh, if you're trying to do a comedy show, um, uh, making connections between the different things that are going on is excellent uh, in terms of delighting an audience by going, I connected it all together. Uh, we did a we did a scene in a workshop. <laughs> we did a scene in a workshop which. Uh, David, one of our group members, has uh, made a note of in his phone to remind him every year. <laughs> and it's in his phone under Tom made a funny. So every year, every year he will get a notification on his phone for the rest of time to, to document this not that brilliant joke. <laughs> but we were doing a scene which was basically about uh, uh, a murder, but all the characters were different types of furniture. Right. So I think it was like an Ottoman had been murdered or something, and like the hat stand and uh, bookcase and things were all all suspects. And I just came in at the end of the scene as uh, a police officer. I went, I understand there's been a murder. I'm with the bureau. <laughs> you know? That's good. That's good. Which is a delightful that's connection. Good, it ties good, the yes. two things we've yes. got going together. Yes. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's that's one of my superpowers. And then the other thing that I'm really good at, and it's sort of connected to that one ironically, uh, is um, I'm really good at finding buttons for uh, scenes. 
Yeah. Uh, just to just to round them off, whatever the scene has been about, yes. I can usually come in and do one line yes. that ends it. Especially particularly useful if a scene's going on and on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go in. There's no way to heighten ourselves out of this. How are we going to stop it? My thing is, I will come on, t- tag out who I need, don't need, and j- give that one line that just sums it up. Yes. Um, so I, in the last Armando show we did, I had a recurring bit which was basically me watching TV, where Every every t- I, th- I did it three different times in the first half, and it was uh, the first was like a bad spring watch t- thing that had been going on for a couple of minutes, and then I just got rid of everybody, sat down as I was watching TV, turned the television off, and went. BBC's like really gone downhill since they cut the license fee, and it just summed up the scene as yeah, like yeah, this yeah. is now spring watch with less budget. Yeah, yeah. And then there was another like. Uh, a bad space opera kind of scene and then and then I did the same thing again and went Star Wars has really gone downhill since, <laughs> since Disney bought it uh, and then the last, I don't think I even said anything the last one I just turned the TV off and shook my head <laughs> by that point the joke was well enough established but but yeah finding finding those little buttons just as a way to go and scene uh, yeah, yeah. is um, that's that's my most useful contribution I think cool Superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to provide a button to end the podcast. Sometimes it's just a man going, Superpowers. <laughs> Thank you for being a guest on the Improv Thank you very much for having me again. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I made this. That's Improv! <laughs>